Thanks for listening to Real Talk with Real Sisters, where we have discussions about the real stuff of everyday life. Today, we are talking about the year of 2020, our highlights, lowlights, and looking back on our favorite memories. It's true, last year wasn't the greatest in every way, but there still were some awesome things that happened despite everything going on in our country and world. We kind of just want to share some big moments of the year. Um, So, Brooke, what was a few of your big moments of 2020? Well, for me, I still, it's still hard for me to even realize that this happened in the same year that COVID did. But back in February of 2020, I went to Costa Rica with my mom. And we went right before Emily's wedding. And it was really fun because like I got a nice tan for the wedding. And I was also able to do um, some things that I've wanted to do for a long time that have been on my bucket list, like learn to surf, which was really fun. Um, And then some new adventures that I've never um, experienced, like climbing around a volcano and trying sugarcane and local Costa Rican coffee. So it was really just such a nice trip to like get me out of the mundane life that I was living and just like a break from reality. And it's nice that I was able to get that break right before everything happened with COVID. Yeah, that felt so like, true. I felt so lucky. Yeah. And I know that happened for you too. Yeah. So obviously that's like one of the big highlights of the year for me was going to Jamaica with John. Um, and obviously marrying John uh, was one of the best moments of this year. And just being engaged was really fun, and I loved every moment of our wedding day. But then also relaxing on an amazing beach and eating jerk chicken every day was just the best way to travel before the shutdown, which I also traveled in February as well. Mm -hmm. So it was like literally right before everything shut down, which I just feel so grateful for that I was able to leave the country right before everything shut down and we don't even know when it's going to be safe to travel again so when you came back on the flight was there any protocol that was was happening yet or no well they definitely asked us like if we had traveled to china or if we had any of the symptoms i think they asked us like a few questions but i think they were doing that for a while yeah i'm pretty sure they asked us the China question too, now that I think of it. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't think they had anything like, no one was like checking our temperature or anything. No. That's so interesting. Another thing from 2020 that was a huge highlight for me was just living with my sister Taylor and being able to watch um, my first nephew Felix grow and change the first six months that he was living. (laughs) It was really cool to just um, witness that and be there for Taylor, but also get to see all the like moments that happen at the beginning that were so new to me. Like I didn't know all of these little things that they develop as they're growing. Um, So that was that was so precious to me um, to be there with her. But then also when the time came for me to move out. It was such a wonderful um, experience to live with these two girls and move in with them. 
And now that I have been living with them for like five months, maybe it's been, it's been since August. I just feel like I keep getting confirmation that like this was a move of God. <laughs> I can't even put it any other way. Um, there, There's no other explanation than that. And I'm really grateful that I have these two girls in my life and I can easily call them like friends for life, honestly. I, I can't see them um, going anywhere and they mean a lot to me. And I've never like felt this way about, I mean, I don't know. I, I It's just weird when you live with somebody, you kind of get to know somebody on a different level. But I think because these two roommates are home a lot and we're in a pandemic where like we're locked down, we're together a lot, we're not all going in a million directions, we don't have plans, we're just home. It's provides like a different I mean, it forces you to get close to somebody. So we've had a lot of like really deep conversations at night. We're all, we've all been very like open with each other. So I just feel like very close to these girls. And I feel like they are the closest thing to like sisters that are not blood related, (laughs) if Mm. that makes sense. So that has been a huge blessing and a distraction, a something that I needed in 2020 that I didn't think I would get or that I I didn't even really think that I needed but yet like God just provided that for me so I'm very grateful for that another thing that's kind of like on the flip side of my life at work I developed an online ordering system for the cafe that I manage and we did this because of the pandemic and everything we probably would have never done it otherwise but um I was the one who created and put together the online ordering system. And I can't take credit for like developing the actual like website because we use Square, but I was the one that like put it together and like organized things and made it um, customer friendly and all that. And I just am in awe of how successful that has been and how it is, it's provided a service for people that don't feel comfortable ordering in the store. So it's just, it's a good feeling to know that something that you created was so successful. So that was like a huge moment for me. And then also work-related, just having like two weeks off of work. We shut down the cafe in March, I think it was, or maybe it was the end of March into April. For two weeks, we shut down the cafe just to like figure out what we were gonna do and so that I could make the online ordering system. And then we would like relaunch the cafe and like open it up with this better system that was more safe and friendly and all that. Having those two weeks off, I mean, first of all, I've never had two weeks off where I've had to be at home. I can't like go to coffee shops. I can't go to, I don't know, the library or like the mall or go other places that I've wanted to go. I was literally stuck at home. And I went to like, I went on a couple like walks, long walks in like these paths that we have nearby. But other than that, I was home. So it just was a very interesting time period that I've never experienced before. And I read a ton and I journaled a ton. So I just really enjoyed those two weeks. It taught me a lot and it like provided solace 
during like a time that was so uncertain and weird and crazy. Yeah, I was grateful for that. Yeah, those are awesome. I think it just goes to show that even through such a rough time, there is some good things to come out from it, like going on walks or getting to know your roommates really well. So that's it's a big moment of the year, but it's also finding the good in a bad situation. So, I mean, obviously, like I said, getting married and going to Jamaica with John was one for me. And then also just jumping back into photography and kind of starting the beginning of a new business. I've always been pulled back into the photo world, even after I left in 2014 when I walked out of those college doors for the last time. And I'm just so grateful that God has brought me back to this desire of my heart. And I honestly just can't wait to continue to grow it and learn new things this year. And just really, really grateful for a creative outlet, especially being home and staring in front of a computer screen all day. Like, yes, photography is a lot of editing and spending more time in front of a computer screen, but I also get that social element of being outside safely away from people but still being able to talk uh, and take pictures that they're going to be able to look back on and hopefully create memories that they can use for years to come and you're so good at it Emily you're so good at it thank you it's like God gave you this gift and he was like just waiting for you to find it or tap into it yeah Yeah, and we can go back into like God's timing in another episode. I think that would be really Mm -hmm. fun to talk about, whether it's with relationships or careers or just, you know, life in general. But yeah, that was definitely one thing that I was glad God opened the door for me this year or this last year. And then a funny one (laughs) is Justin Bieber's album. Oh my gosh, I felt like it had been forever since he came out with anything and it came out I think either the day before our wedding or like the actual wedding day. I think it was on your wedding, Emily, and you said, play this while we get ready. Yeah, so I knew that it was coming out and it would be out for our wedding. And I was like, when we're getting ready in the morning, we are playing this album. (laughs) So It was so good, too. I don't think I actually listened to it while we were getting ready because I was just busy thinking and doing about other things. And it wasn't really that loud either. So I didn't really listen to it uh, until I was on the airplane and like in Jamaica Mm -hmm. is when I really listened to it because I had time. But yeah, that was just a funny big moment of the year. And I hope this single that he put out is leading to another album. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. You have to tell me what your favorite song is from that album, though. Oh, my gosh. Favorite? Uh, mm, I, I don't know the names intention i do like intentions yummy yummy it it was overplayed for me but i do really like that song that was one song that came on during our uh wedding like dancing portion Mm -hmm. and i was in the bathroom and i literally ran out of the bathroom and was like john (laughs) we have to dance to this song i specifically wanted it on the list so we have to dance to it so (laughs) It's, it was definitely overplayed, I so I think I'm a little sick of it. And it's also yeah. at the top of 
my Spotify playlist. So whenever I finish, I put like my new songs at the bottom and I just keep adding. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it's done, it will just repeat my playlist. And so I probably have listened to it just from sheer laziness of not changing the playlist to a different song way too many times. (laughs) I have like a funny story too about Yummy, the song. I was definitely obsessed with it when it first came out. And I follow this YouTuber that does exercise uh, videos. And you know her, Emily. Her name's uh, her username is MadFit. No, I don't know right? her. It's mad. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Okay, she's amazing. And she does yoga. She does dance workouts, which are literally my favorite. <laughs> because they're like 15 Because you're a good long. dancer. That's why. People who can't dance like me are like, what's the point in this? I look dumb. It's fun because it's like a Zumba class in your your living room. Exactly. I took a Zumba class with you and I hated it. (laughs) First and last Zumba class I will ever take. With Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It was Zumba with Jesus, right? Or was it someone else? Yeah, I think that was from like our gym that we went to. His name was Jesus. Jesus. But anyway, so Mad Fit, she did a ab workout with Yummy in the background. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this song now because she made it like cooler, I guess. I mean, I could probably get into that ab workout. Yeah, Emily, it's really, really good. So, and any listeners that are listening and you need a switch up in your workout routine, search Mad Fit on YouTube and you will not be disappointed. John might be... uh taking you up on that he just canceled his planet fitness today yeah i think i'm officially done with gyms too yeah we want to make our own gym in the basement okay i'm currently looking at treadmills i think honestly this is kind of a side note but like do what works for you and i think emily you did actually really enjoy like those um the machines at a gym i loved the cable machine yeah it was my favorite but like those will never work for me (laughs) The cable machines? Why. Just machines in general, like machines at a gym, like the the area where they have like, oh, this will work your quads if you push oh, this. Oh, so like, like the specific yeah. machines that and, like the, yeah. oh my gosh, I've, I'm so far out of it because I haven't been to the gym since like before my wedding. So uh-huh. pretty much like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't remember, but I know that there's like specific names for each of the machines. Right. But like just whatever focuses on. A yeah, like muscle. a quad, yeah. bicep, tricep. Yeah. Those calf. don't excite me. They don't I mean, excite me. They used to excite me a lot more back when I was in my bodybuilding days. <laughs> <laughs> but now like when I was going with John before our wedding, I primarily would just use the squat rack and then the cable machine to work my back. And I would do, I think I would like try to burn my quads out. So I would do the machine that works your quads. And then I would just get on the mat and do like ab exercises or stretches. I really didn't do anything complicated. It was so simple. Yeah. And maybe that's like, I would get more into it if it was something that I understood more. Mm-hmm. But because I don't understand it very much, I think it like both frustrates me and annoys me. Yeah. And I think that's like a lot of people where they get their fear from going to the mm-hmm. gym. I think it's pretty obvious like 
it can be very intimidating walking into a gym and seeing a bunch of machines that you don't know what they do and how to work them. But literally, okay, so I would watch YouTube videos and just figure out what, like how to use the machines. But sometimes I would just sit down at a machine that I didn't know how to work. And I would just look at the, because they have like a little person that will show you how to do it. So I would just look at the person and each time, because I get such social anxiety. So each time I would get, I was getting bored with the machines that I was using. I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go in and I'm going to sit at that machine that I don't know how to use. Or like while I'm on the treadmill, I I will watch somebody using it and then I'll Mm. go over and try to use it if I didn't know how to use a machine. Mm -hmm. Like the pull-up bar where you have to like put your knees on that pad and like pull yourself up. I was so scared to use that. Even from watching people using it, I just didn't know how it worked. So yeah, but eventually I got there. I, I figured out how to use it. So anyways, we are on a way tangent. <laughs> We're just going <laughs> off. Oh my gosh. Now all I do for exercise is walk every couple weeks. Oh my gosh. Walking is um, so good though. Walking is good. I feel like that's what I enjoy most now Me is too. just going on hikes or like walking around mm-hmm. a lake or a creek, something like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So what are some lessons that you've learned in 2020? Oh, boy. Well, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is just finding contentment or rather choosing contentment amidst like not it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Just choosing to be content and happy with what you have and what you've been given and finding things throughout your day that can give you happiness because a lot of the time I definitely found that I was just sad. Like naturally in the morning, I would get up and just be like sad. (laughs) And I had to choose to be happy. And it was harder. It didn't come as naturally as it did before the pandemic. So that was probably the biggest lesson that I learned this year. What about you, Em? So I definitely like to have my life feel like it's under control. But this year has reminded me how much you cannot control life at all. Like I thought I had a plan of what I was going to be doing for work and travel plans, other plans for John and I, but it all changed. And there are so many unexpected things in life and you just have to trust that God will take care of you. Like I was supposed to be done working this banking job, but I've continued to be extended throughout the winter, which has essentially provided John and I to save and continue to make money for myself. And it would typically be a slow season for photography. So it's a good thing that it's changed and been different, but it's also a reminder that you are not in control and God's the one that's guiding your life. Exactly, yeah. So what are some highlights and lowlights of 2020, a.k.a. COVID? (laughs) Well, I already talked about um, my highlights of the year, I feel like. So I will talk about the lowlights and kind of piggybacking off of what I just said. I was just super, I guess, depressed, but maybe just like, I don't know if I was really depressed. I don't want to, I feel like depressed is severe, 
for me to say and I want to take that word very seriously because some people do deal with that and I don't want to say that like I was depressed when I don't think I was. But uh, in like April or May, I kind of was like waiting for the pandemic to end, I guess. And Weren't we all? For, yeah. <laughs> and for it to not be showing any signs of ending anytime soon just really made me like hit rock bottom of like just waking up every day and being like, I have to go to my job and we don't get to see people the same way that we and interact with people the same way that we did before this. And it's just like the job that I work, which is like in a cafe, I just feel like it's it can be like very exciting because you don't know what to expect from the day. But because of the pandemic, every day felt the same hmm. because it was like nobody was coming in that was like new and exciting. Like before the pandemic, we would get like actors coming in. We've talked about this on the podcast, like actors coming in or like people you haven't seen in a long time because they're in town from for the holidays or something like those things would happen before this before 2020 and then during 2020 it was like nobody was taking breaks nobody was coming in town to visit their family everyone was staying home and we were only really getting our regulars coming into the cafe and it just felt like every single day was the same and I was trying to find like I just had to literally force myself to find joy find something to be happy about (laughs) Because if I didn't, I would just sulk all the time. So that was 100% a low light. But again, it provided me a moment to learn that it doesn't matter what your circumstances is. It doesn't matter what goes on around you. Because if you choose to be happy, those those things will fade away. and, And you can focus on what makes you happy, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I mean, definitely the beginning of covid lockdown in New York was a low light for me Mm -hmm. being newly married and locked away from the world just made me miss my family that much more and made work feel the same that much more mundane and I mean going into work wasn't always fun for me but you get to see different people and like it is different every day is a little bit different yeah but sitting in front of your computer at your house every single day is the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was definitely tough for me too. But the highlight to at least the beginning of the lockdown was being able to spend a lot of time with John because as a teacher, he was working from home as well. So even though we weren't able to see family, we were able to grow closer to each other and spend a lot of time together. And now that I'm working from home and he's back teaching in school, I just miss him all the time and can't wait for him to come home at the end of the day. And I mean, another highlight to being home also meant that we had time to work on various things around the house. Like we sanded and repainted our deck in the spring. We were able to put in a new fireplace. We had our leaky roof fixed. We put on gutter guards, Mm -hmm. all of these things that needed to get done that we were either putting off or didn't have enough money for. But since we were home, we weren't spending money on gas. We weren't spending really as much going out. So we had more funds and more time 
to do them and to have people come over and work on the house. So, you know what I just had a thought of was, do you think that when like initially you, your marriage was just you and John and you guys were at home together, seeing each other all the time. Do you feel like it made it that much harder when quote unquote real life set back in and he had to go back to work and do his normal thing? For sure. Yeah. Like he still gets to work from home Wednesdays, but I mean, being alone at home all day is not fun and not able to work from a coffee shop. Right. So, right. Like, even if I didn't need my two screens, my two big screens to work from, like, even if I could work from a laptop, you're technically not supposed to work from a coffee shop because the Wi-Fi is, like, not secure enough. So even though we're signing into their network under somebody else's Wi-Fi, it still isn't technically safe. So they say that you shouldn't do that. Even if I didn't need both of those screens and cafes were, like you guys sometimes have people that come in and sit down, like I wouldn't be able to work in a cafe. So it's like, I don't even have the option to go somewhere else unless I have like a house in Palm Springs or something. Right, right. But I mean, it's nice because you don't want to go back to the office. So it's good that you can stay home. I would definitely rather work from home than work from in the office. But it's still really lonely. And it's like wearing sweats in a sweatshirt all day, all week. It's like, like now I'm at the point where I used to wear leggings every day. Now I'm at the point where it's like I wear sweatpants and it's a struggle for me to wear tight leggings all day. I'm like, (laughs) I just want to wear sweatpants. Oh my gosh. So I think that's like the one thing. I just feel like lazy all the time and I don't feel like putting jeans and a shirt on because it's cold in in the winter like you want to be nice and warm in a sweatshirt and sweatpants yeah so yeah I get that for sure yeah so looking into 2021 what are some of your intentions and goals man well I I definitely want to walk outside every day that's the goal, but I also want to, um, I, lear- I adopted this mentality from Emily Lay, and I've mentioned her before in my Simplified uh, podcast, but she just finds a way to sprinkle herself in my life in every area, and this is one of them. She encourages her listeners and readers to give themselves grace in the areas like goals or intentions for the day or things to do that you want to get done during the day. Just give yourself grace because you're not perfect and you're not going to get everything done Um, sometimes. Sometimes you will get everything done and that's great. But give yourself grace for um, times when you can't do what you want to do. So although my goal is I want to walk outside every day, sometimes it's not going to be realistic for the day. So I'm going to give give myself grace and I have really found the past month that I've done this that it's been so releasing for me because I now look at that moment where I can exercise and move my body as a reward for myself rather than a 
task to do and like just get done. So I think that that's like, I think that mentality allows you to want to do exercise. It's weird, but I think people listening might understand what I'm saying. When you look at it as like a joy and something that like is rewarding for you and something you want to do, it's easier to find yourself wanting to do it. So that is a goal for myself. And then I actually want to give more. So give more of my uh, money specifically. So this is just a goal that I have wanted to implement, especially like last year I started to do this, but it was something that I was like playing around with, I guess. Like, okay, how much can I actually give? And this year I want to just be, I don't want to question moments where I am like feeling called to give to somebody or give to like a foundation or give to something that comes in my path. So that's definitely a goal of mine. And then also just reading a ton. So this past year in 2020, I read 20 books and the goal this year is to do 21. So it's a lot easier than you think if you're reading books that you want to read. If you don't, if you read books that you're like, oh gosh, like I have to read like a whole chapter of this. Like for me, that is self-help books. Yeah, I think I'm steering more away from self-help books and more towards books for fun because I still have two self-help books that I've started and I'm like so close to finishing them, but I just haven't finished them because there's no motivation, but I want to read, but I'm like, I don't want to read a self-help book tonight. I know. You just want to like take a break from reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I view like the books that I choose to read are usually set in a different time period, which is like usually in like 1700s, 1800s, or like early 1900s. Um, If not, earlier than that. I just read this book that I posted on my Instagram about and it's called The Wolf in the Whale by Jordana Max Brodsky and it sounds more very profound but it's not. It's just about this girl that is living in a world where you kind of just have to survive by killing whales it just sounds like so silly but it's actually very interesting and just to like see her go through her life and find love and like it's just such a different time period and surroundings like so such different surroundings than we have now but it like gives my brain a chance to escape I guess and I really really enjoy that so that is definitely a goal of mine for this year And then this is more of like a spiritual goal. So if you don't believe in God, um, you might not understand this. But basically, I want to listen to the Holy Spirit a little bit more when he prompts me. Um, Essentially, I mean, this may sound like following your gut, but it's way different than that. It's like much more um, deep because it gives you an intimacy with God. And there have been a lot of moments this past year that have challenged me on this. And I've just seen how 
the Holy Spirit will let me know when something is wrong. And I just want to be more in tune with that and say like, yes, and listen to that and base my decisions more on that rather than like the world's perception of what I should do. Obviously, always going back to the Bible. Um, That's just something that I believe is just making your decisions based off of the Bible's truths and word and all that. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, my goals are a little similar with the whole reading a book thing. Um, I don't read as much as I want to. I feel like I used to read a lot more. But I'm trying to read at least one book a month. I'm starting with the first Harry Potter book. Who knows if I'll read all seven of them? Probably not. uh, Unless I get really, really into it. But I'm just going to read the first Harry Potter book for this month. And who knows what I'll read the next month. Maybe because the libraries, you can still pick up books, right? You just can't go in the library or? I've been using the library this whole time. And like, it's, can it's you go awesome. in the library though? You can't, I don't think so. So do At you have to I order haven't. it on your? Yeah. So what you do is you go on to like the online library website and you go and search your book or movie or whatever you're looking for. And then you reserve it. And then when they say like, oh, they'll send you a text, but they say like, oh, your book, book is here. Just call to schedule a pickup time. And you call them and they leave it on a table that is on their like porch outside. Mm. But I mean, this is their, this is uh, the village that I get my yeah. books I'm from. I'm sure it's but... very similar to like our whole Onondaga County. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But I think that system, I mean, it's worked really well and I can still get my books. Yeah. It's just now I feel like more people are reading So I have to wait like a month before the book that I want to read is available. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe I should go on now and reserve something for next month. Definitely. Yeah. Because I definitely don't want to do any more self-help books this year unless it's specifically something that I'm extremely interested in. And it's very specific, not just like be your best self or (laughs) stop doubting yourself. Like unless it's specific to... Like, for example, my photography business, then I probably won't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to read fun books before bed that is going to help my mind calm down because I've yeah. been struggling a lot with my mind just racing and just having a little bit of anxiety when I'm going to bed. So any fun books, if you have any suggestions, send me a direct message on Instagram so that I can read your favorite books. And then another one is just writing a letter to myself at the end of each month. And this could be just about big moments in the month, things that I've learned, loved, or want to try to do better. Um, I think it would be a fun thing to look back on at the end of this year or even the end of next year because I just love, especially like we've talked about this too, I think, but looking back a year before, like one year ago this is where we were this is what we were doing this is what we looked like this is what was important to us like I like that idea but I kind of want to focus more on like a month-to-month scale like oh what what was I thinking last month what was I enjoying what was I loving 
what did I learn? Um, and I actually stole this from somebody else on Instagram, so I can't take full credit for this idea, but I think it would be something really fun and also get me back into writing, which I haven't done in a while. Like I used to blog at least once a month and now I don't think I've blogged in like a year. Yeah, so that's something that I really wanted to do this year. And then obviously just focus on growing my photography business, serving all of my brides well this year and serving more brides next year and just preparing to serve the brides in 2022. So, and I didn't want to give myself too many goals where it would be unobtainable because I do already have a really busy lifestyle at the moment. So I just wanted these to be really obtainable and something that I'm kind of already wanting to do or already doing and just kind of make that a more consistent thing that I'm doing. Well, it was good to look back on 2020 and to get excited about 2021. I'm definitely excited for a new year. I know nothing has really changed between December 31st and January 1st, but I'm definitely excited for a new year and the one year marker of being in lockdown in March and just being able to hopefully be on the upswing once March hits. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to hit subscribe, leave us a rating in a review if you want to. That would be awesome. And find us on Instagram at Real Talk Real Sisters.